Well, a busy weekend for your Detroit Tigers. They made a signing. They made a trade. We'll talk about both of those as well as news and notes out of camp. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2024. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers can join today and get $150 in bonus bets, if your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. All righty. Welcome in, everybody. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Happy Monday to all. We are going to talk a lot about Keston Hira. We will not have a player preview involving a player that was on the team before three days ago today, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time on Keston Hira. He'll be kind of the meat and potatoes of the show, the addition that he is, you know, what kind of player he is and uh, and what he could bring to this Tigers team. Then we're going to talk about Blake Dickerson, who is the newest member of the Tigers organization after a trade with the Padres. Fascinating trade. We'll talk about that at the end of the show We're going to start off here right now by just talking about some news and notes out of spring. There's really not too many news and notes out of spring over the weekend. Uh, This was uh, Sunday got was just a rainy day down in Florida. So uh, not a lot of news out of there on Sunday. Uh, And really the only other things that jumped out at me, one is just how many uh, stories and reports and just mentions Kenta Maeda has had. Sounds like a lot of people kind of gravitate towards him. Uh, the pitching group, especially uh, Cody Stavenhagen, I believe, of The Athletic had mentioned that there are more Japanese journalists and reporters around than normal as well, which is a cool, like awesome thing uh, for the Tigers organization, the fan base, and obviously for Maeda. So um, yeah, just uh, I, I've something I've noticed, not anything particular, not one specific story or, or news uh, a headline or anything, but just something that I kind of noticed is that a lot of people are talking about Kenta Maeda, and that's really cool. So um, something there. And then the only other thing that really jumped out at me was the talk of the division. And we had talked, oh, I don't know, two weeks ago probably now, about Tarek Skubal's comments about how he's kind of eyeing the division uh, over the weekend. I want to say it was Thursday or Friday. Spencer Torgelson made some comments about how the division is kind of where their his eyes are set as well. Uh, obviously, slightly paraphrasing there, but just mentioned the division and whatnot. And uh, you know, it's nice. <laughs> it, that that's really my biggest takeaway. You know, every time. Somebody on the team is like, you know what, we're, we're, we think this division's up for grabs. We want to go after the AL Central. You know, it fires a lot of people up. It fires me up, right? That should. That's exciting stuff when your team, after almost a decade of losing and eight years of sub-500 baseball, it's really nice to have the team's eyes actually set on uh, 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 the, the division and actually set on bringing home an AL Central title. That's great. Um, 
it doesn't change my perspective or anything. I, you know, I, I'm not looking at the team through different colored glasses or anything like that just because they have their eyes on their vision. In 2022, players in the clubhouse, we're talking about winning the AL Central. <laughs> I don't have to remind people how poorly 2022 went. So, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to, like, you know, dunk in anybody's Cheerios or anything. Like, if I, I again, it, it fires me up, too. I'm very excited that the – it's nice. That's really just my overlying theme. It's just that it's nice. It's nice that this is a team that has the players have their sights set on the division and Harris and Hinch won't say it. Uh, Hinch is a very day-to-day kind of person. We make fun of him for it all the time, right? He's very, you know, we can win today and that's really all we care about. But we talked about it last week, man. Like Hinch has said, he doesn't think the team has really deserved. He uses the word deserved and earned the right to kind of have those conversations until they win more games. So uh, they won't say anything like that, but it's nice for the players to say it and have it not just be like, oh, that's ridiculous, right? Or, oh, that's not going to happen in a million years. It's really nice to have the players be like, yeah, we have our eyes kind of set on the AL Central and the fan base look around and go, "Uh, I don't know about likely, but obtainable, sure. Like that is actually possible. You can debate, you know, how uh, the the percent chance of it until you're blue in the face. We talked about fan graphs. It's whatever, 23, 27%, somewhere around there. But to actually have that goal be somewhat remotely obtainable is just a step in the right direction in my eyes. So, yeah, that, that's really the the two biggest things. Not a lot of, of news, like I said, out of camp. Uh, the only other thing that I'll bring up is today, as you're listening to this, I'm recording this on Sunday, obviously, so tomorrow for me, uh, full camp workouts start. The rest of the team shows up this week. And the exciting thing about the Tigers is that uh, most of the rest of the team is already there. Torgelson's been there for over a week. Green's been there for weeks, plural. Javi's been there for a week and a half, two weeks. Like most of the non-pitchers and catchers for the Tigers are already there. Uh, so you'll have some stragglers, right? You'll have some guys that will show up on Sunday or get in Sunday and show up Monday for camp and whatnot or for workouts and whatnot. But um, the team, like full team workouts officially start this week. And that's super, super awesome. I think we're about a week away from our first spring training game as well. It's in the air, baby. It's almost there. And uh, to help with spring training and for the team going forward, the Tigers have brought in a new addition. They signed Keston Hira to a minor league contract with an invite to spring training. We'll kind of save my expectations for, you know, is he going to make the roster, et cetera, excuse me, for kind of the end of this conversation. I want to start by just talking about him as a player. What does he bring to this team? There is quite a few things to like about Keston Hira, and there is a lot of things that are big red flags. And there are there are serious holes in his game. That's why he hasn't played Major League Baseball since 2022 and is signed to a minor league contract this year, right? It's so wild. I, I like this move. I, I like it. But it's so wild to me how every time I say I like a minor league signing, there are people that are like, oh, like, you know, how could you say that? Like, this team is uh you know like they're not they're they're bargain you know been hunting and they're not spending big money like i don't know if you're like <laughs> teams go out and spend money and make these smaller moves between the margin like me 
saying that I like a minor league signing is not me saying that I think the Tigers have like won the offseason or that it justifies them not spending big money. You can do both, okay? I, I, I promise. And, and I'm not saying the Tigers have done both. I'm just saying me liking Keston Hira doesn't mean I think the Tigers like crush the offseason. I, I, I have to bring this up every single minor league signing the Tigers make, and it's very exhausting, and I'd rather not. But I, I feel like I have to at this point. Anyway, let's talk about Hira himself. Last year, uh, played all year in AAA, which I think is something that's very unique. He crushed in AAA for whatever that is worth to you. Uh, had, I mean, like crushed, crushed. Had a 960 OPS in the minor leagues last season. 23 home runs, 79 RBIs, and uh, had an OPS of, like I said, 960. A slug of over 560 Batting average over 300. Absolutely raked in the minors this past year. His last major league season was 2022. He was worth 0.8 F war, had a 226 average, a 316 OBP, and a 449 slug. That was good enough for a 765 OPS, which really isn't bad. But there are serious flaws in his game. He hits the ball hard. He slugs, right? He's a big power threat. Uh, but he is not very good against lefties whatsoever, does not hit for a high average, and strikes out an astronomical amount. We'll break this down a little bit more, talk about kind of the ins and outs of Keston Hira's game, what the Tigers can expect out of him in spring, kind of what his role would be if he were to make the team out of camp, and all of that good stuff right after I tell you all about our friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. But on all your favorites, uh, quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Obviously, just had a really, really fun all-star weekend festivities for the NBA, the Sabrina versus Step thing. How awesome is Sabrina Ionescu? Like, just a fantastic event. Really, really cool. And uh, she balled out. Shooters shoot, right, as she said. Uh, and just a really, really cool weekend from the three-point contest in general. The dunk contest hasn't really felt like the dunk contest in a while. Obviously, McClung goes back-to-back -back there. Just uh, all in all, though, NBA All-Star Weekend, really fun festivities. Uh, and All-Star Game obviously added on to that as well. So now that that's over, you have the crunch time of playoff pushes across the league. So there's no better time to get in on all the action with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook and official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back on, oh, I almost said Monday because today's Sunday for me. We will be back tomorrow. Let's just put it back that way. We will be back on Tuesday talking about, we'll do a player preview again and talk about some news and notes out of camp from Monday. Also, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV and the free Fire TV channels app. Uh, Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day, plus 
having local experts of Locked On and our national shows covering every league. So find Locked On Sports today, now available on the free Fire TV channels app and, of course, YouTube. Talking about Keston Hira, the newest signee of the Detroit Tigers organization. Talked about his stats before the break. Um, So, yeah, we kind of broke down the player profile that he is a little bit. And we're going to put some numbers to contextualize kind of what I articulated there uh, before the break. So, um, crushes the ball. In 2022, was toward the top of baseball on average exit velo in barrel percentage in hard hit rate and in sweet spot right now that was in just 80 games. So in about half of a season, but that's a decent sample size. And he was toward the top of baseball in all of those. The flip side of that coin is he was very, very, very close to the very bottom in baseball in whiff rate and K rate 40.1% whiff rate. I almost said walk rate. That would be whack Um, in a whiff rate rather. Over 40%, you're talking about, that's astronomical, right? You're you're approaching half of your swings are swings and misses, okay? So a a lot of whiffs and a 41.7% K rate. Again, you're entering the territory of half of your plate appearances being strikeouts. So obviously a lot to be improved in that regard. Hira was, when he was with Milwaukee, uh, a very highly regarded prospect. And at one point, I believe, was the top hitting prospect in the entire Brewers organization before getting called up in 2019. And in 2019, he raked. And the same problems persisted. Not to the extent of 42% K rate, but still had a K rate of almost 31%, which is still pretty high. Two and a half war player, though, on fan graphs did draw his walks and had 19 homers in just 84 games and hit over 300. Crushed the ball, right? Really, really hit well. OPS well over 900 in that half a season stretch for the Brewers. And then since then, has struggled. Uh, 2020 struggled. A lot of people struggled in 2020, though. And in 2021, uh, hit under 170 with a slug of only 300, was almost a negative one win player. And on top of the inconsistencies at the plate, he has inconsistencies in the field as well. Uh, This is a guy that came up as a second baseman and struggled mightily, graded out pretty terribly. We're just going to be straight honest about it, straight honest, straight up and honest about it. Uh, he, He graded really, really poorly at second base at the start of his career. Hasn't graded out as poorly there lately the last few years. Also has been getting a lot more work at first base. Uh, A guy that could be your backup first baseman for the Tigers uh, if you were to make the team. We talked about Mark Canna kind of having that role as well, but gives you a little bit more positional flexibility there. Also has played corner outfield and hasn't been a liability out there. He hasn't been a plus defender, uh, but he's been around net zero or slightly below net zero out in corner outfield. So a guy that is... I don't know if I want to use the phrase positionless because that implies, you know, like to me, Harold Castro was positionless. Like he played a lot of positions, but he didn't play any of them. Well, Kira, not kind of in a similar boat, right? Like doesn't play any of them particularly well, um, but has been closer to net zero in some of them. Again, in left field in 2021 and 2022 did have a zero OAA, which is right, you know, middle of the road average there Um, in second base down to negative one in 2022 first base negative one. 
in 2022 as well. So not liabilities out there, but certainly not plus defenders either. So again, gives you positional versatility, but isn't necessarily flashing the leather anywhere. Um, and I, we talked about his limitations at the plate. But I think the weirdest thing about Hira is the righty-lefty splits that he provides. And this is his biggest blessing and his biggest curse, right? Like this is probably the most noteworthy part of his player profile, he crushes righties, absolutely crushes righties. His career OPS against righties is 840. And that's not just, oh, he crushed them his rookie year and hasn't really repeated that since. No, just in his last major league stint, right, in 2022, had an OPS of 860 against righties. So that's something that's maintained his entire career. Uh, 43 home runs in 743 plate appearances against righties, an OPS, like I said, of 850, a slug over 500, an average of over 250, um, like really hits very, very well against them. The issue is obviously flip side of the coin, not a surprise to anybody, struggles mightily against lefties. If he had an 840 OPS against righties and lefties, it wouldn't have been the minors all of last year. So 606 OPS against lefties is not good. You're that that's really, really struggling. Almost at sub 200 batting average against them. Only seven of his 50 homers against lefties. Struggles. Right, right, struggles. The weird part about that is that Keston Hira is a righty. He is a reverse splits hitter. He crushes the same handness that he bats with. That is an anomaly. That is super weird. Um, but I guess if it works, it's still a platoon bat, right? It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's just optically odd to go with, you know, in a pinch hitting scenario, if you need a good hitter against a righty on your bench, to go with your righty when you may have a lefty on the bench. But uh, that is the type of player that he is, and I think that's why there's still somewhat of a belief that he could find that next level because most righties in the history of baseball have hit lefties better than their own handedness, right? There's plenty of left uh, of, of righty platoons that are lefties and, and vice versa, obviously. So I think that there might be some sort of a thought of, okay, well, if we can just get him to hit better against the natural platoon, then maybe we can get him to hit better against both. It also is worth noting that in AAA last year, he actually did have a higher OPS against lefties than righties, not something I would have anticipated. Now, there is a massive difference between AAA hitting and major league hitting. So that is not me saying that, oh, he fixed it. He figured it out. Look, if you bring him in the majors, he's going to crush lefties now. No, I, I honestly, contrary. I, I think that this is probably what he's always going to be. But I do think that there is some sort of a belief there that maybe the Tigers can make him a little bit more serviceable against lefties. And that's why they take a chance on him. Again, former top prospect and still only 27 years old. Doesn't turn 28 until uh, August of this year. So toward the end of the season. So that's kind of the profile on Keston Hira. Uh, if there is a route for him to being on the major league roster, we will talk about that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at eBay motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy and also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, 
and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. We love that line here. That's a bar. That's what we call a bar. With all the parts you need and all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate you all so much for tuning in. So talking about Keston Hero, we talked about the profile, right? Crushes righties, struggles mightily against lefties, strikes out a boatload, but walks a solid amount. I don't know if I brought that up. Around league average walk numbers year in and year out. So doesn't isn't a guy that goes chasing a ton, just doesn't have a very good in-zone contact rate, right? His chase numbers are around league average. His walk numbers are around league average. Even in 2022, he's actually above league average in drawing walks. Um, so pretty solid once you get into that eight upper eight percentage range, which is where he kind of sat in his last major league stint. So does have that ability, um, but just swings and misses a lot in the strike zone. Um, so my expectations for Hero probably, uh, again, have been asked that a lot, rightfully so, as the t- uh, since the team signed him, rather. Um, I think that I would still, as it stands right now, not having seen him take an at-bat yet in 2024, I would probably still have him not on the Major League roster if the season started tomorrow. Uh, And I think that there is a route for him to have an impact for the Detroit Tigers this year. I think there's even a route for him to make that Major League roster. But again, before even seeing a spring training game and seeing anybody hit for right now, I would still lean no, but the minor league deal, I think this is good organizational depth. I I really like this move a lot. I don't want to make that very clear. I really like uh, taking a chance on a guy like Hira. You can do a lot worse as far as organizational depth, and you can do a lot worse as far as righty platoons. Um, This is a, a guy who I kind of expect to take, assuming that he stays with the Tigers minor league system if he doesn't make the team on opening day. Um, I, this is a guy that I would expect to to uh, play for the Tigers at some point, one way or another, whether it's because of an injury uh, or just because he's mashing and maybe somebody else is struggling or whatnot. Um, But there is a bench spot open. We've talked about it ever since uh, roster prediction 1.0. That's probably two or three weeks uh, old now. This is uh, a a team that has a a bench spot that is up for grabs. Uh, Justin Henry Malloy in that mix, obviously. Uh, Ryan Kreidler in that mix, Akil Badu in that mix. And, and now I think Keston Hira is right in that conversation. And uh, he gives you, he he what he does give you, he gives you. <laughs> that's, that's a really wild and like self-explanatory sentence, a captain obviously statement, but uh, it's just, he struggles in what he struggles in mightily and what he gives you, he gives you to an extreme as well. He, he's going to hit the ball hard. He's going to crush righties. Um, but he, he's not going to give you plus defense anywhere. He's going to strike out a boatload. So, uh, as you know, I trust our coaching staff, which has done wonders in putting hitters and pitchers for that matter in a position to succeed and really putting them in the position that, uh, you know, if they're a platoon batter, a platoon pitcher, 
put at them in the exact situation in which they can succeed. I trust our coaching staff to do that. I think they're really, really good at it. Some of the best in baseball, uh, Hinge specifically, obviously, in that conversation. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, again, worst case scenario, he's organizational depth for you and is helping uh, the minor league team, assuming, again, he stays with the organization if he doesn't make the team out of camp on opening day. So um, I am I, I, a two thumbs up for me. I, I think you can do a lot worse. I, I'm pretty pretty intrigued and pretty cautious, cautiously optimistic. Again, this is a dude that uh, that over a full season like has has raked before. Uh, hasn't played in over 85 games at any point in his career, but in 80 games and 84 games in 2019 and 2022 was an above league average hitter, a 139 WRC plus in 2019, a 115 WRC plus in 2022. That would have been one of the highest WRC pluses on the Detroit Tigers in 2023. Um, so, and again, for whatever it's worth to you, hit lefties a lot better in AAA. Not worth a ton to me, but maybe it's worth a little bit more to you. So, um, okay. So that's it for Keston Hira. We'll end the show by talking about the Tigers' newest trade acquisition. Uh, the Tigers send $500,000 in international pool money to the San Diego Padres for Blake Dickerson. This is a fascinating trade to me for a lot of reasons. For starters, it's worth noting, well, for starters, for starters, I actually want to plug Brandon Day uh, of Bless You Boys did a fantastic breakdown of the trade and everything. Brandon Day does fantastic work, been around the game for a while, uh, very good guy as well. So uh, be sure to check out that article if you want kind of an in-depth breakdown. There's a lot of all, all of our beat writers as well, I'm sure have covered this too. Um, but, you know, one of the fascinating things about this to me is that this was already a super heavy high school uh, player draft for the Detroit Tigers in 2023, right? We talked about it when it happened. We did our draft recap episodes. Scott Harris clearly wanted to make it known that they were going to get younger in the minors and they were going to get uh, prep players. And that's what they did. It was one of the highest prep totals in my lifetime in a single draft, right? And to go in and acquire a guy who was a prep pitcher just in the 2023 draft. This dude was just drafted by the Padres last draft. The same draft we took Max Clark, the most recent one. He was drafted by the Padres in the 12th round, and they had to go way over slot to get him as well. They did give him like fourth or fifth round slot value to sign him. And uh, now he is a Detroit Tiger. And the Tigers gave up 500K in international pool money. Now, uh, the Tigers had a lot of international pool money, one of the on the higher end in terms of comparing it to the other teams in baseball and the Padres on the lower end. Pretty big discrepancy between the two of them in terms of how much money they had for the international signing period. And if the Tigers believe that they're done, because it's it's 500k in the current international signing period, which is the calendar year of 2024. If the Tigers think they're done and think that they are, they're not going to sign too many other international free agents, and they have excess money left over, then this is smart. This is proactive. This is the creativity in trades that I was begging for from the previous regime. And, and this dude is not, you know, Dickerson's not even going to sniff the majors for years, right? I, I might be well into my 30s before we're even having the conversation of him, you know, like being towards major league ready. 
Um, like I'm not saying that this is the guy that's guaranteed going to like change the franchise, but this is what proactive creative front offices try and do. They, they take, you know, okay, we have an abundance of this. Well, we're not just going to sit on our hands and just be like, well, if we're not going to use it, we're not going to use it, whatever, like go out and then try to leverage it into something else. And that's exactly what this front office did. So, uh, Blake Dickerson, the pitcher, it, it, he's raw. Okay. Again, which is why I'm saying that it, it might be a while until we're having a conversation of him being at the major league level, but was a, a decently highly regarded prep pitcher from the draft. He's six foot six and a lefty. Tigers took Paul Wilson, who was one of the highest regarded uh, prep pitchers in the draft from the most pre- recent draft and uh, is also a lefty. Uh, Dickerson is a hard thrower. Uh, the the hope is that down the road that he can become like a mid to even upper 90s fastball guy with a really good breaking ball as well. Uh, MLB Trade Rumors did a great write-up on him as well. Uh, yeah, and, and he's a guy that right now you're pretty confident in two of the pitches, one of them being the fastball. He already sits, you know, like low, creeping up into mid-90s at 19 years old. And, uh, and again, with that frame, potential you're hoping that he kind of grows into adds more and more muscle as he gets older and can start pumping like cheddar right that that's that's obviously the hope uh and you know some people are already like oh reliever profile whatever he is 19 (laughs) you don't know that (laughs) you and and i don't know that and and, you know it's just a safer bet for all pitchers to just be like well reliever profile there's more relievers than starters most guys turn into relievers like that is how it works, but we don't know. Like he, he is so raw. And that's really the reason why I bring that up. He, he's such a raw talent at this point, but he is talented. And there is a profile here that I think there that you can get excited about. Um, he was, I want to say around 20, depending on what list you used in the Padres top prospect list. I would imagine he will be somewhat similar, although the Tigers do rank much uh, pretty darn high just in general. Uh, in most prospect organizational rankings for this upcoming year. So maybe he's a little lower, but I expect him to be in the top 30. And uh, he also has not pitched a professional baseball game yet. So even though he was drafted by the Padres, his professional debut will be for the Detroit Tigers organization. Um, there's We don't even know where he's going to start in terms of minor league ball. You know, if they start him in rookie ball or maybe he goes straight to single A, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure he'll be eased into it. Uh, organizations are very, very careful about prep arms and not trying to overuse them early on. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where he ends up. We'll keep an eye on him. But yeah, uh, uh, a hard-throwing lefty that's super young, very tall, big frame that can grow into his body a little bit more. Uh, decent breaking ball. The big question mark is change up. Uh, from pretty much everything you've seen about him is uh, if he's going to be a starter long-term, he's going to have to develop the changeup a little more. If he isn't able to develop that changeup, maybe he does end up being a reliever long-term. Uh, but the big thing is going to be him growing into his body and getting that velocity up. Uh, because if he's a lefty that throws gas, there's going to be room for you at the majors at some point, uh, whether you have a third pitch or not. So uh, to some extent, that is. So yeah, I, I love this. I think this is super proactive. I think it's super, super creative. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not throwing a parade. Like it, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a it's a guy that's in single A, but I, I find uh, it very hard to find anything, you know, wrong or anything negative about that acquisition. That this can only, 
Uh, it's a very, very low risk. It's money that you weren't going to use anyway for potentially high reward. So, uh, yeah, awesome for the Detroit Tigers. Good deal. Kesson Hira, two thumbs up on my end. I'm pumped. I'm excited to see him in the spring. If he's made some adjustments, I'm going to be uh, very, very excited because he's a really, really fun player when he's on. Really fun. Really, really fun player when he is on. A lot of walk-offs, a lot of crunch time plays, big play type of player back. Uh, when he was crushing the ball in Milwaukee. So, um, yeah, thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back tomorrow. Let me know what you think about Hira. Let me know what you think about Blake Dickerson. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow, do a player preview, and talk spring training. First full team workouts right around the corner, baby. Go Tigers. Oh, did I say peace and love going to therapy's dope? Catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.